understanding strong, let me assure you that in the next few minutes I'm going to spend with you is going to be a worthwhile time. And by the grace of God, I will be able to tell you at least one thing. Tell your neighbor, say at least one thing. If you're not learning anything, go learn one thing. Tell and say one thing, one thing, one thing in the presence of the Lord today. Amen. I'd like you to open your Bibles with me quickly to 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 1 to 7. 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, The servant my husband is dead, and thou knowest that the servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? And she said, Thy handmaid had not anything in the house. Save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art coming, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into all those vessels. And thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her. And she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet another vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Verse 7, the last which I'll be reading now. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debt and leave thou and the children of the rest. Amen. Amen. Children of God, say amen. 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 Today we're talking about standing strong, which is the theme of this year's youth convention. This chapter that we just read in the Bible, this Bible story, is a very common story that many of us as believing Christians already know. It talked about this woman whose husband was a very committed man in the house of God. In fact, if it was today, that guy is supposed to hold the key to the house of God. There's always that guy who when everybody leaves is the last one to make sure that all the equipment are put off. Everything is proper. When pastor is looking for someone to send on an errand, the guy is always there. He makes sure that everything works in the house of God. He makes sure that before you come, he has arranged all the seats. He has made sure that all the aces are on. If there's no diesel, he knows the place where he's going to buy diesel to make sure that the generator in the church has diesel. But some of us, we don't do anything. We just come and wonder and say, oh, they're not arranged the chair today. Why they arrange the chair like this? Why is the service like that? But this brother was not like you. He was the one who, he didn't spend time with his family. The wife knew. He said, my husband, Man of God is the one who does everything in the church. Now in the first reach, now in the last go house. Now in the make sure everything he has, even before he takes care of us as his family, he makes sure he gives to the house of God. And the man died. And the woman came to the man of God and said, Man of God, look all these things that my husband used to do. Look at, my husband used to be a very committed member in the house. If they count five people for the church, my husband is among the first three. But my husband 
is late. And added to that story, he not just died, he died and left debt for us to pay. Like many of us here today, we are saying that, oh, I do everything that the man of God said we should do. Anytime they say do this in church, I make sure that I participate. Even when it's not convenient, when it's not comfortable, I make sure I participate because I want to make sure that not be me, they do and we make God no one help me. I they do my own side. I they try. I might not be convenient. I might not be doing it altogether good, but I they try my best. But in the midst of what they're trying, you are still owing debts. You are not able to meet all the needs of life. School fees just passed now. You have not been able to pay. As a matter of fact, some of the children, you don't change their school. The creditors are around to take my children. Ladies and gentlemen, you know that your children represent your future. Have you not been so? Your children represent your future. And when you are in debt, it means that whatever you have for tomorrow is already mortgaged. You know that as workers, when you collect upfront loan from the company, no matter how much salary they pay, salary day is not always a sweet day when you are owing. When salary comes, the first thing is that you must pay your debt. Those way they owe you. They, as they hear, say you don't collect salary, they don't, they call. I saw this woman was saying, man of God, see my predicament. Even though my husband used to be very committed in the house, he used to be among the top givers in church. He used to be among the top guys that used to serve in church. But he's late now. He not just die. He die, leave debt for us. And the creditors have come to take our future, which is our children. Ladies and gentlemen, many of us are in this predicament today as a nation, as a people. Because in one way or the other, we have seen that we have not been able to meet all our needs. Not because we are not doing all the things that we need to do. We are seeing that we are not able to stand strong before our mates, before unbelievers, to say that, look, I'm serving God and everything is working well. But I tell you, this lady went to the man of God and complained and said everything. And other than saying, oh, so how much is the debt? Let me pay for you. The man of God, strangely, like many men of God would do, asked her a strange question. I say, I don't have. I don't have anything. And the next thing he asks me is, Woman, what do you have? And that is the question I've come to ask us today in these next few minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, what is it that you have? Do you know that you get to a position in life where things are so tough and so hard and you begin to look for a solution in everything else apart from you? You begin to look for solution in everywhere else apart from around you. Ladies and gentlemen, everything you need to survive and thrive in life is just around you. The problem is that you are not looking at it, you are looking at something else. If we must start strong as a generation, then we must begin to look inwards. She was pointing at the prophet. Prophet, now so you never give me. Now so my husband died. After he saved you, did everything, he still died and we are owing. She was pointing and expecting a solution from the man of God. And the man of God turned to her and said, Madam, what do you have in your house? I ask you today, what do you have? One of the reasons why we are not able to stand strong as believers is that we have not found out that thing which we have. Are you hearing me? We have not found
found out that thing which we have. And one of the reasons why we have not found out that thing which we have is that most of the things that God has given us, we have commonized them. For some of us, our gifting is just being able to make sure that flowers are properly arranged. For some of you, your gifting is to make sure that children are properly attended to. For some of you, your own is just to make sure that places are properly arranged and neat. Who told you that's not a gift? When I was growing up as a young boy in primary school, when I used to be in, I, I, I went to Nana Primary School in Wari here, Nana College. When I was growing up in school then, sir, if I'm sleeping in class, they write my name as part of those noisemakers. I didn't sleep for class, sir. But they write my name as part of the noisemakers. Because they know that when I wake up, I will always talk. Have you? This guy have bad noisemakers. So they just write my name in advance. Went to school, studied accounting, tried to get a job with accounting, turned round, 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 round. Few years passed and I discovered myself when I met a mentor and said, I actually like to talk. When I talk, people, they listen. It didn't make any sense then. The people that were reigning at that time, comedians were just coming up. And I knew I was not a comedian. They can't talk while they talk. Not just to make people laugh. It's to make people think. And I saw one man who had it and I went to him. I met him. Trained under him. He was here. When he was here, I was here too. Trained under him and he said, look, talk is not cheap. It depends on who is talking. For some of us, talk is cheap. I was able to discover that that's what I like to do. Converted it to become, I could have commonized it to say, no, that's what they were writing my name as noise maker at school at that time. Ladies and gentlemen, what is it that you have? You will not find what you have until you begin to do a critical look at yourself. Many people die without finding what they have, sir. Dr. Miles Monroe, late Dr. Miles Monroe said that the grave is the richest point on earth. Why? Because many gifts, talents, ideas, businesses are buried there with the people that died there because many of them never found it. Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, even some of us as parents now who are already grown, know that there's that thing that I like to do. But in the time when we were growing up, you either had to be a doctor or a lawyer or which one again? Engineer or accountant. Now, you don't change. Now, you don't enter music or you are Nollywood. What is that thing that God put in you? As a matter of fact, by default, when every one of us was born, God embedded a gift, a particular gift and talent in all of us. It takes us to be able to discover that many will not discover theirs even as they go through life. The man of God pointed the woman back to herself and said, what is it that you have? And like many of you, the woman answered in typical fashion. He said, I have nothing. If I ask you what you get, now, I'm not getting anything. Now that my TV, that my flat screen TV, now they use a seat front for house. Or oh, I have BSC for Mabraka. That's the thing that I have. Nothing, only just, just have BSC. What do they can do now? If you never get masters, now you never start. What is it that you have? I only have the, well, that car I managed to buy when we retired. I ain't be the team. God's idea is to put a gift in you that will sustain you through life. Look, you are not sustained by your job, sir. He would have said your job will make room for you. He said your gifts will make room for you. See all the children in Nigeria that went to school abroad. Many of them, if I name their names, you know them. They went to school abroad, studied all the 
fantastic things. They came back. They did not do one work with what they studied there. They came back, followed their giftings and talent, and today you know all their names. If I name them, all these youths, we know them. Until you find your gift and talent, you may not stand strong in life. The thing about your gifting and talent is that when you find it to grow, becomes a very easy task. It flourishes naturally. She said, I have nothing. I don't have anything. I don't got anything. And but uh, one small one small oil away there for there. Maybe say until I put the bottle for fire, I know if it melts the oil come outside. It's too small, it's too inconsequential. How many of us here have commonized our gifting? See how she commonized it. What God was going to use to prosper and flourish her and make her stand strong was a bot for her. Could it be possible that that thing that God has given you that you know, you know, many of us know, but we thought that look, well, this is not, this is, this is, this is really not what, are you God? Are you the one that put that gift and talent in you? He knows why. He put it for a purpose and a time and a season. Why commonize what God has given to you? The reason why you are remaining common is that because you have commonized what God has given you. I like that. I like that. I like that. The reason why you are common is because you have commonized what God has given to you. If you must become outstanding and become one who will stand strong, then you must find out that gift that God has given to you and you must develop it. When the man of God told us, so what is it that you have? You discover that the man of God did not, did not talk around any other thing. Once she mentioned that, I just have one small uh, He quickly said, oh, come on, bro. Vessels. He moved on. Gave her a business idea. When God gives you a gift and a talent, his intention, sir, for that gift and talent is for it to make a fortune for your generation. Are you hearing me? The intention of the gift and talent that God has given you. You see, when he gives you a gift and a talent, it's intended for a time. If you don't use it at that time, he gives the same to another person. Have you discovered that most times, the idea that you got that you thought was very fantastic and did not do anything about, two years down the line, you say that, now me get that idea, somebody don't know. Do you know that many people thought about pure water, but nobody did anything about it? One person picked it. The woman took action. Immediately, the man of God said to her, "Say, go and get vessels. Go and get vessels. She went on, borrowed vessels. You see, when God gives you a gift and a talent, you must need to learn some things extra that you don't have. One of the things that is holding young people in our nation down today is that many people do not want to self-develop. When they go school finish, come out, it don't finish. If you don't self-develop, you will not expand. As drum, they expand, and so they contain more things. Are you here with me? As the drum expands, it contains... Many of you, God has a lot of things that he wants to do for you, but you are not, you are not, you are not, you have not expanded enough to be able to accept that thing that he's bringing in. You think and assume in your mind that where you are is enough for what God wants to do. You want to limit God, the God of the whole world. He's thinking with your mind of the whole, only the parrot here. No. You must expand to be able to accept the new things that he's bringing. You must self-develop. 
he said, he said he said to her go and borrow vessels that could mean that he said go and learn some new things go and learn how to produce oil go and learn what what is it you have learned after you left school for those of us who will not go what is the hand hand work that you have that you have learned Maybe you go to learning school for two days, finish around, say, I don't service soon, I don't come up for it. No, what is it that you have learned to do better than everybody else? That people are looking for you to come and do for them. It doesn't matter how small it is. Who would have known that comedy would be a big business today in Nigeria? Those days, the boys, they have people, everybody, they avoid them now. But today, somebody turned it and it's big business. What is that thing that you know how to do? Yo, you know how to arrange bread. Who told you that you cannot do bread in a way that somebody... Somebody started makeup business in Nigeria. Tara Faladro to it. Saw what white people were doing and said, okay, we need something for black people. Because the white people, when we paint them for here, not they day well. And she developed something for black people. And today, she's turn, turning out millions of dollars in profit. There are ladies who do, all they do is bread. They don't do anything else. The same bread. They do bread and everybody goes to them for bread. Your own is maybe you can cook banga soup. Ah, you laugh and say, oh, banga soup. Do you know that the most researched word in Nigeria today on Google, sir, is how to cook banga soup? You didn't hear the, you didn't hear this, the story? Go and check. The most researched word on Google in Nigeria is how to cook banga soup. Who they cook banga soup? Not Not Bonawede here. So, you see, that, that's, there's two problems. First, we don't even know that that's the most richest word. So, how do we now find a solution to that? The world we're living today is, the, the oil is information. Not the one under our foot. And that's why many of us around this area are missing it. We are still thinking of oil company. Many people are still waiting and say, ah, ah that Chevron job will come. It's here. Will they wait? When the work come, Globe Star, you go wait tire. The world has moved. The top richest companies in the world today are all IT companies, technology companies. Uh, what's, what's the name of this one now? Just, just turned out a trillion. Uh, Apple. Just turned out a trillion dollar profit. Apple, Facebook, Microsoft, Amazon. Five of them. If you don't know all this thing while they talk now, there's first problem. Follow where the world is going. We are in an information age until you embrace information technology. Everything we are doing in our world today is going here. Everything is going here. Everything is going here. I can watch any service of any of the greatest men of God in the world today here. I can, you know, I can give offering from here. Just staying on Facebook. I, I will give my offering. You don't go to a bank again to queue for tally number. Many of these people don't know about tally number. Many of our daddies and mommies know about tally number. But now you don't queue again. You stay in your house, 12 midnight, you transfer the money. You receive your allowance without going to a bank to queue. You don't need to pay sleep. They will mail it to you. Everything is on your phone. You want to pay children's school fees. They want to send everything to you. You see, your Bible level now is... They have online counselors now. Online pastors. There's online church. It's not going to get... Is it going to get better now? It's going to get worse. It's going to get... I don't know the exact one to use now. It's going to continue... Depends on how you see it, whether better or worse. But it's going to continue. And so, if by now, we don't get land space in this place now, we'll be missing. And sorry, sir, Christians are already missing out on it. 
Now, now, church should begin embrace Samu. Before, when you carry this one as Bible, they say, Yeah, this man is not spiritual. You should carry the letter. You, know, you would like the letter one. But with this one, I can search anything out in a couple of minutes. You know, when iPad first came, people were against pastors using iPad. Especially among Christians. I'm saying that to say that, sir, information is the new oil. If you don't get it, you are missing. As it is now, you know, at that time we were dragging land. People were struggling to buy land in Ubeji. They have already finished buying the land on, on social media now. They don't buy and finish. When you won't buy again now, you are buying from another people. And you know when you are buying again, the price goes what? Get your own land space now. The prophet told the woman, let's go back. Go and borrow. Go and learn something new. Borrow idea. Borrow workers. Get something new. Don't say I know it all. I know it all. I know it all. And people say they fade into extinction. What do you not know? Pass you. And what you don't know, SARS and MARS can and will kill you. Don't assume that you know it all. One of the, one of the things about humble people is that they, they are willing to accept that somebody else knows more than me and to accept from that person what he knows. Check out all the greatest men in the world. They use everybody to work for them. You know why? Because they know that this guy knows something more than me. Bring that thing you know. The thing about big people is that they get all our small, small know, put it together, and it makes them look like they know very well. Not really. Check out all the big American companies. You know the people working for them? Indians, Arabs. Go to Dangote today. They're all Indians there. Only you now as you say you know everything. Don't worry, I can do the accounting. No, my brother can do the can can do the security part. That's why they are stealing all everything that you are doing. Learn something new. Another thing the prophet told the woman of God is take your children inside, shut the door, and pour the oil. Something very significant about that. As Nigerians today, one of the reasons why we don't have businesses that have run through more than the first generation is because we don't take our children inside. There is no Nigerian business, SARS and Ma, I have still not seen, that has run beyond the first generation, sir. Toyota that you are hearing about today, sir, is Toyota because the third generation of children are running it. They went to America school, studied, came and improved on what their parents were doing. The grandchildren came and brought the marketing part to it. Today, as popular as Coca-Cola is, Toyota is struggling with it. So even where there are wars in the world today, there's Toyota Hillers pickup that they used to carry people. Have you discovered which Nigerian business where the papa don't die? Where they? Because God's original idea is that when you are doing that business, you take your children inside. What Africans do is that they start that business, send all their children away abroad. Say, my picking not go so far, they so far away. I send them abroad. They know nothing about the business. Their brother's children. My sister Pekin, my uncle Pekin, they come and those ones are the ones that know everything about the business. They beat them, assuming that they are punishing them. While their children are flying first class, those children come and understudy and do everything very well. They learn everything and if they get small education join, they take over. Look at Dangote today. He used to work with his uncle. Now, now hear the story. His uncle. His uncle. Where's the uncle's children?
earlier, his intention is for you to be a generational blessing to your family. And so your children must know the intricacies of the business. Not when they've gone away, you've taught other people, when you're about to die, you now bring them and say, oh, yeah, come and take over the business. That's why when they take over the business, as the papa die, go, the business die, follow him. And they start again. That's why we have a struggling generation. Always starting again. Nobody's continuing anything. Always starting again. Everybody's starting afresh. Everybody's starting afresh. I should be able to live a, the sign of a good man. Is that he leaves something for his children. How would they uh, inherit anything when you did not teach them? You did not take them inside and shut the door. Only evil men now they practice them now. A maker and source limited, when he wants to do the real thing that makes them a maker and source limited, they send everybody away. Only a maker and source know what makes a maker and source a maker and source. When you go and let the lorry, when the man wants to do the thing that makes the hem to be very straight, he say, eh, where are you? Go buy Nidu. Before you buy Nidu, come. Cha-cha-cha-cha. You cha, cha, cha. don't do a finish. Say, Daddy, what do you do like I say, don't worry. You will know. When you don't be 10 years inside the business. You see, the only thing we transfer to our children is the juju and everything that our parents transfer to. That one has been transferred from generation to generation. I'll be at the lie. When the papa wants to die, he says, go and bring down my daughter from America. I have to, the, the, the God say Naim supposed to take over. So when they look for him, bring him, and say, oh, they do everything. I won't die, you know, so make sure you don't eat this one, you don't eat this one. Make sure, now so the thing they do, we pass it on to the next generation. Imagine that the idea that your grandfather had, some of you here, your grandfather was the one who knew how to cure with without any Oibo medicine. He just, just, he just knows the leaf to pluck, and he puts it on that, and the thing goes. Did he teach you? He died with it. We know a ghost in worry. The man sent all his children abroad. Almost dying now. The children know nothing about ghostmitting. So once that guy goes, ghostmit business, we are have to start going to Koshun or Katna to look for them. All the children are abroad. Oh, you both part and be say when they send their children abroad like that, they go and study. They learn the marketing part of it. They learn the accounting part. And come back, but they know the nitty gritty of the business. The prophet told the woman, "Say, carry your children, shut the door. If your own, you do not make everybody see what they do. Make everybody see what they do. Very soon, nobody will come and look for you again because everybody knows what you do. That's what they call trade secret. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm telling you is what is going to make you able to stand strong in your business, stand strong in your workplace." What God has taught you, what you know is the reason for you to know that is for it to stand you apart. So he told the woman, say, enter, enter, lock your door. Shut, the Bible said that, shut your door. Shut the door. Take your children in. Teach them. Transfer it to the next generation. But you must have found out what it is that you have to be able to transfer. Our problem mostly is that sometimes we have not even found out what we are supposed to have to know what to transfer. Find it. Transfer it to your children. When they learn it, they will become better at it in the name of Jesus. Okay, so she finished doing all of this now.
one, finish it full, and bring the other one. That's the same thing about your gifting and your talent. When you start using it, it will start bringing other fruit. See, when I started public speaking, sir, I didn't know that I was going to come to pupils like this to speak. I wanted to be like Philadelphia, go to events, go and uh, do training for companies. But today, by the grace of God, I have other opportunities. When you start working with your gifting and talent that God has given you, it will... many things. I thought I was not normal because my friends were doing other things and every time we day inside, we day, day church continuously like that. This was the church boys. But you know God was training us for something bigger. God was training us for something bigger. And today I don't have a hard time for many things because I am already used to doing them. So let's move on to our, on our story. The oil stayed and like many of us the woman went back to the pastor said, Pastor, that's the way you talk. I don't do more. I don't do the oil. I don't food there. Um, now money I've been asking for. Make me pay the debt. Um, oil did there. Many of us have giftings and talent, but the major challenge is that we don't know how to sell it. The richest people in the world today are not the people who are the smartest. They are the people who know how to sell what they have. Many of the music you hear today around Nigeria are not the best of music. But they have the best of marketing. Why gospel music is not very popular in Nigeria today is because gospel musicians don't know how to sell. They have the anointing. Have the spirit. Have the correct lyrics. But they don't know how to sell it. The thing about our world is that once you hear something constantly over time, you become used to it. When they first start selling the thing, you don't want to say, which kind of music with this? Very soon, now you go say, now that music that I go play for my wedding, now I won't dance. I wonder why church people dance all those kind of music in our weddings. How could don't do it here? I wonder why. You say something is not good, but now you the use. It's a contradiction. We say it's not good, but we are using it. You must be able to sell whatever it is that you have produced. If you not learn anything for all the things I've said now, ladies and gentlemen, you must go and learn how to sell. Tell your neighbor, learn how to sell. Turn to the other one and say, learn how to sell. The only thing that is greater than business itself, greater than you doing business, is marketing, sir. Because until you can market what you have produced, until you can market whatever skills you have, 
Nobody will know. Until people know what you are doing, sir, you are not doing anything. Until Pastor Dan knew that Shekou can speak and he loves to speak to young people because I put it everywhere in his face and in the face of other people. You heard your pastor say that, that he has been following me. I didn't know that. But I put it everywhere where everybody can see that this is what Shekou likes to do. And they now know, even though I've never met them, that Shekou likes to do this thing. And so if I'm looking for somebody to do it, they call me. If you are looking for somebody who is a musician in the world today who has been the greatest of musicians, you will call Michael Jackson. You see, you don't need to have two, three, four, five talents. You need to have only one. That's why we produce many others. You need to be known for one thing and one thing only. What are you known for? What is the thing that your name is synonymous with? What is that thing that when they mention it, sir, everybody will say, oh, look for John. If I call Michael Jordan, you know that he's a basketball. I mean, Michael Jackson is music. Tiger Woods, golf. Two Face. But what is it that if I call your name now, people would say, okay, yeah, yeah, that guy. Until you are able to market this thing strong enough, you are not doing anything. You are not doing anything. You must find out where the people that need that thing that you are doing are and you must find out what platform they are using and you must be on those platforms. I like to talk to young people. I know they are on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Now Instagram, they go now. I follow them, go there. The next thing is Twitter. We are there all together. Snapchat, I never have to do Snapchat. I don't know. I've tried, but it's not working. When I did, then they are they there. WhatsApp, we are going there. When it was to go, we two go together. If you are selling food, people that need food should know that you are selling food. I have a lady friend who all she does is cook a forido and all kinds of food and snap it and put it on Instagram. People just like things on Instagram. I don't know why, but they just like anything they do for Instagram that they like them. And the fact that she put it on Instagram, everybody is following her and she's in Lagos. She will cook the soup, freeze it and send it by flight, sir. Soup with the aeroplane. And sends it from Lagos to people in worry. To people in Abuja, ah, my dear, you can cook banga soup. And the whole of Nigeria is looking for her to cook banga soup. And you are not doing it. I always tell this story of Sister Nkechi, who used to belong to one of the parishes of one of these big churches in town. Sister Nkechi knows how to cook. But I graduated from school, sir. No job. Goes to a parish, knows that there are some mummies in that parish who, whose children have gone to school. Only mommy and daddy nine day house. So you know when mommy and daddy day house, now anything where they see, now they chop sleep. That's why there's always spoke of garlic and garlic in their house, so that the day when they don't feel just cook, they just always spoke of garlic and garlic and they don't go. But in Ketchin knows that this mommy would like to eat something nice. So she went to mommy and said, Mommy, what do you, what do you like cook? Let me help you go to the market and buy it and help you cook. The mommy said, Daddy, they like banga soup, but uh, I don't know whether you go feel cook the kind. Where daddy they like. Say, mommy, don't worry, just write the list for me and give me. And mommy wrote the list and gave sister Nkechi 5,000 and said, Yeah, go market and buy. Because Nkechi is young and vibrant, she was able to haggle. Haggle means it's a big price, Abi. Price, not be haggle. Many worry people don't know that difference. But haggle means it's a big price. So she priced very well. And she bought everything, 500 naira extra. And she came to mommy and said, Mommy, I bought everything, oh. Five hundred naira. Mommy say, Ah, Nketi, for this Nigeria now, we get where they bring change. Take the five hundred naira. So Nketi don't first get how much? Five hundred naira. 
bought everything, started arranging banga soup for mommy. And as she arranged the banga soup, everything finished. Mommy tasted the banga soup and was like, ah, ah, in case you can cook like this, I don't know, say, I did look you for a party. I said, now nah, you be one of those. He said, no, mommy, I did try your banga soup. I just, my hand just enter. I don't know how they do it, but they enter for the banga soup. Said, mommy tasted and said, it didn't make sense. He may say, yeah, yeah, do okay. God bless you. Oh, yeah, bring two plates. Make a package, two portion for you. So, Kachi don't get 500 naira and two portion of Mangasu, baby. So, daddy came back from church that evening. And unlike daddy, because he knows mommy doesn't like to cook, he will always go to Otres to buy something before he gets to the house. But that day, he missed it. And he came and was complaining. I said, ah, wait, now why? I know you not cook anything. And I forgot to buy. By the time I got to Otres, they are closed. And he said, no, mommy said, no. I mean, don't worry. Yeah, there's yeah, something, there's soup in the. He said, ah, How did you manage? You cook? He said, No. He can see from daddy. said, No. Nah, you want me to eat that thing so that we punch? These children of nowadays, they know how to cook. He said, No, don't worry. You try it. Test them. And daddy ate banga soup and was like, You don't mean it. He can see cook this food. He said, yeah, That girl in the party, he said, You can cook like this. I didn't know. It's wonderful. Um, that uh, my brother that has not married, uh, we should arrange. Uh, don't you think that? Uh, can arrange that for Kechi. So Kechi don't get five naira, two pots of soup, and a possible. No, never husband yet. A possible husband. So that is one Kechi in Paris in next year. I was like, ah, ah, Kechi, how are you? Ah, wonderful. Ah, mommy gave me the thing. You, ah, you can cook like that. Ah, ah. Don't worry. When we close, you see me. And as daddy. Yoruba man, when the job finishes, he's always very excited. I'll be done, son. He says, ah, he can ah, we look for something for you. Hey, ah, he bought us 5,000 naira and gave to Nkechi. That's 500 naira plus two pot of soup, possible marriage, and 5,000 naira. Like one miss we do, she arranged everything. The other one, they don't chop up. I mean, she put the remaining for inside fridge. Mommy's daughter, who schools abroad, wants to do introduction. And she came back. You know how they do when they don't go to school for a broken Oh, duh, mommy. Ah, I'm, I'm famished. I want to eat something. Is there anything in the house? Mommy said, yeah, Well, there's one small banga soup in the fridge that uh, only Kechi cook. I said, which, 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 What Kechi is that? I don't like all this kind of food. I like fries, farm kitchen, all this kind of So go and try the banga soup. And mommy's daughter ate the banga soup, sir. And she was confused. Say this food is oh my word, da. She finished and I said, "Mommy, who did this? I didn't know you know how to cook." She said, "No, it's not me. It's a Kechi from our parish that did it." Say you don't mean Kechi cook this one. You know what? She will prepare mangasu for five hundred people for my introduction. Ask her to give us a give us the cost estimate for five hundred. But that will not be open check. When I say give me estimate, it's different from the one when I give you the money. Oh. <laughs> so, continue to estimate banga soup, dry fish, everything to prepare for 500 people. You can be sure that you can see me some extra. So, mommy's daughter's friends, they came you know, both school, they came from abroad. So, 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 she told us, well, you guys are going to eat something that you never heard of. It's called banga soup, banga, not be bangao. Banga soup. B A N G E R O. So banga soup is, is a banga indeed. And they brought the thing. And by the time the Ibopo finished it, it's very tasty and oily. But you know, it's going to add to my calories. You know, it's African food. You must eat it. 
they finished eating and they're like, whoa, this is nice. You know, we're having the African day in London in our school. We'd like somebody to come and prepare something like this at the African food day in school. Now, so in Kachite, get passports. That's in Kachite. Do you have a passport? I say, yes, I have five passports. They say, not be that kind of passport. You want what they do for passport office? So they did passport for Kachi. Gave her money, go to immigration office, do passport, everything, everything. You know that one that sharp sharp when the school invites you to come and cook banga soup in America. I've been UK. It's not a small they did everything for Kechi. Kechi now has a Blackberry phone. That time was Blackberry that she can use to browse. In Kechi that didn't have a job in the parish. Now mommy is sharing her testimony everywhere. Daddy is sharing her testimony just by banga soup. What is your own manga soup? What is your own? For some of you, if you must stand strong here, your own young people is that you know how to take care of children. Do you know some of you, young girls? Children just like to hang around you. You think it's normal? It's a gift that God has given you. Some people, children know they like to near them. And they see that they cry. Not because they're wow. So if God has put that in you, how are you turning it into a gift and a talent to make money? Do you know that the problem with our society today is not after school even? Because we have a lot of lessons and everything. It's the after, after school. So you work in Ogunu. Your church is in somewhere else. And before you get home, school lessons will not close. Where will your children stay till you get home? That's the real deal. All the parents that come to this church that walk very far, before they get home here at 6, 7, take their children from 4 o'clock, keep them in your house, put Jim Jam or Disney World. Finish your nothing else you need to do. Bath them. If they're hungry, cook it on me. If you don't have cook it on me, you have a problem. <laughs> you cook it on me, put gym jam. If I want to come from school lesson, the next thing is to sleep. And the mother and father are okay that my child, if they're comfortable with you because they know you are part of their family, you know what to do my children bad thing. Instead of allowing them to run up and down, people, I have three children and I know how it is. When you want to go out, I don't know where to keep them. It's a serious something. Society we are living in now, we are afraid of people to give our children to. Eh, those days, it used to be family, go say your brother has. Now, we know they do all those again. I don't know why. Yo. No, but they will be comfortable with you because I know you in church. Eh, start it here. Tell uh, uh, resident pastor, I want to be doing it here. Children will play Bible class. But every parent that is bringing their children is 5,500. That not be money. You get her yesterday. T500 naira for outside, make it serious. They're the bomb people now. The parents is confident and comfortable that my child is in safe hands. But you are taking care of children. And you know what? People that take care of children, God bless them. Especially. Especially. People that take care of children. But you are also making an income from it. And you are engaging yourself. Many of the problems we have with our young people today is that they are not engaged. And an idle mind is always the devil's workshop. That's how all kind of things happening on social media. And this way you go find for them, and you go see your Abby. You go find boyfriend, you go see boyfriend, you go see the one we go, they keep people now. But we can begin to turn these things around. I can tell you a story of a lady who started cooking soup. I tell you a story of a lady who started, sir, Akamu, the same Akamu we know, the same Ogi. What did they call her for this side? Akamuna. She turned it and said, same pap, same process. All she did is put flavor in it. So there's strawberry flavored akamusa. So instead of giving them what they call that other one, that yellow one with the smooth like akamuna. Custard. You give them strawberry flavor. And the children will be like, what this thing tastes like ice cream? Oh. It's not ice cream. 
They save you the stress of that. You go and buy ice cream. They take a camu, they get food. They also taste it like ice. She's selling it today. She's exporting to the UK. What is stopping you? What, 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 what is your problem? My role here today is to make you think. And don't think that you are here just like that. Not be you get yourself. You are here for a purpose. All of you, including the young people. The reason why God brought you here on earth, you must find it. If you don't find it before you die, it's your fault. You are not here to just fill space and increase the number of people on earth. We are 7 billion plus now. Don't waste that one space. Use it very well. Find what it is that God has given you. I found my own. And that's why I'm standing in front of you today. Find your own so that you can stand before the crowd. Ladies and gentlemen, many of us are intending too much. I intend to do this. I intend to do that. But let me tell you, sars and mass, until you give attention to your intention, nobody pays you attention. And your world will stand at attention. Now that position many of us in, our world is standing at attention. Because we are not giving attention to our intention. Always intending. I intend to, when they give me the one million, I intend to, I intend to. Who will give you one million? Where one million day? Start with one error. Nothing big starts big. Everything big starts small, sir. Everything starts from ground and grows up. When they born you, you were small. You grow up. When we started this building, we started from down and up. The only thing that starts from up down is the grave. And that is why thinking of getting 10 million before you start out. I know many of us here now, if I ask, you say, I don't write the business, but you will not know how far I've gone. I've written it. I'm waiting for the 10 million to come. Let me make you the wait since the last 10 years. Break it down to 10,000 and start. Start where you are. Start now. Start small. Grow fast. Do it for the church here. Replicate it to the other churches on the streets. Start with your family. They may not pay. They may not like it. Even Jesus' time, family people know they give people respect. Move it to the next. And start. And let us go. We must raise a generation that is emotionally balanced, financially stable, socially relevant, and spiritually sound. That is when we will raise all-round individuals. Many a times we raise people that are spiritually sound, but emotionally imbalanced, financially unstable, and socially irrelevant. You're not complete. We must do all four. You must be emotionally balanced. If you have issues, talk to somebody who knows. Who knows what to do. If you have a financial problem, sort yourself out. Many of us are in debt because we are trying to impress people. Africans, you are in debt because you are trying to impress people. What if people go talk? Who they look you? We have enough problems of our own to be looking at you. Face your own problem. You are not here to live for another person. You are here to live for you and for God. You want to do wedding? You borrow the whole money in the world. When they spray me, we'll, go, we'll go pay back. Who told you they will spray you what you use to pay back? You want to do burial? You are spending money for somebody that is dead and you are spending the whole thing that the living we eat for a dead person. Because of what people will say, you do, they go talk. You not do. Follow what is pleasing to you and what is pleasing to God. So that we have a generation that is standing strong. Stand on your feet.
God bless you.